0: what would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. Music. Music. Horror.
1: Horror. Horror.
0: Subculture. Subculture. And overall, and overall bad, bad ass. Ass.
1: Welcome, welcome, welcome to Kettle, to Kettle Whistle, Kettle Whistle Radio. Radio with your host, your host Dave, Dave, and Dave and Sean. And Sean. thanks for tuning in to the simulcast with the pop-off with Martis. we're talking stranger things turn it off now if you don't want spoilers if you haven't finished watching it and then come back to us interesting discussion about stranger things we got music from monotronic a techno trance outfit and they are uh, let's see here Andre Miro from 2014 can be seen in the first real project in 2019 it was discontinu- discontinued in order to concentrate fully on Monotronic that was his early stuff that he was working on Monotronic is Lucas who is from a Hessian province he learned to play the keyboard at an early age but then ended his lessons les- his lesions his lessons at the age of 15 and started building his own beats on the PC Monotronic, you're going to hear these guys th- uh, throughout the show with uh, the song Down by the River, which I found, well, hey, it just fits the Stranger Things mon- M-O, if you will. And we're going to be talking about it. We've got Martise coming on very shortly here. Monotronic, we also got some great punk for you. Um, for, uh, local. Uh, when I say local, Pittsburgh local, Rising Seas. Uh, and you're going to hear Hook or Crook, which is a great song, and Breakdown, great song. But yes, for now, we're, we're, like I said, it's a simulcast with a pop-off so you can can listen to the show with martice or with me either way it goes to the same place which is society 13 where you find us now on spotify um well hipcast earlier and electrocast of course and stitcher and all platforms now as far as these bands they're available on itunes if you like what you hear uh bandcamp amazon prime spotify youtube rising seas the two punk rock songs you'll hear later on monotronic throughout and the song is down by the river and i want to thank those guys for hitting me up like seconds before i started editing the show which actually really works sometimes because you're in that moment i don't know if you understand what i'm saying but also apple music you can find these guys too as well as rising seas and um hope you enjoy and we have a lot to talk about here and a lot to cover and it's kind of fun especially if you watched it at least it's kind of like a uh Ooh, a regrouping and a mourning, uh, we'll say, uh, in, a, in a sense. And we could all feel better about it later. All right, hey, thanks for listening, and you're going to hear more from these bands later on, I'm sure. Uh, we're going to try to get them on, and we'll talk more stuff and have some more music. But yeah, again, Monotronic, they were launched in 2016, and they were, a, like I said, on the album Lost and Found. This is interesting. Um, they move okay they move between trance techno dance and house music with german lyrics but on their album lost and found vocals were deliberately omitted in order to put more feeling into the melodies i really would like to talk to them about that. i want to talk to this lucas and andre miro at some point um who sent me the song that's a very interesting uh approach okay Well, enjoy, and thanks for listening. As always, thank you iHeartRadio fans for listening. And uh, Kettle Whistle Radio on Facebook, you hit us up there. We'll talk back to you there, at Fairly Dark on Twitter. Eh, Somewhat involved if you hit us up. Yeah, I'll probably get back to you. And, uh, of course, kettle.whistle.radio on Instagram. Enjoy the show. Thank you for listening. Bye. This is Mario. And Sarah. From From Spotlights. And you're listening to Kettle Whistle Radio. hey fiends what's up been a long time since we had a a simulcast with the pop-off with the beautiful martice how you doing martice hi i'm good david how are you i don't know i think you're doing better than me right now uh we both increased our family levels by a little bit lately um yeah yeah you're you're a new mama once again congrats and god bless what is going on on your end
0: well, just the baby and working, and that's about it. And I heard
1: that you got a new dog. Oh, come on. You, you totally so glo- you, you glossed that over. Yeah, we got a Kojak. It's a Corgi uh, mix. He, he was a rescue. Um, yeah, that's uh, Mr. Benny Tex Thomas from Houston, Texas. Uh, yeah, he's a rescue from Texas. Uh, Corgi uh, mix with... Um, uh, Jack Russell Terrier, which I've heard I'm going to, um, well, have to deal with. I, I, You know what? So far, he's just a beautiful, beautiful little baby, and we're, we're enjoying him. The new dog, uh, well, J- Miss Jet is not enjoying him so much, so it's a breaking in period. Now, as Hello. for you, now come on, man. This is a huge change of life. You did it again. God bless you. Uh, what's his name? What's going on?
0: Miko. Miko Giuseppe.
1: Okay, movie star or comedian?
0: Oh, I don't know. Could be either.
1: Action hero? <laughs> well,
0: you know what? He's going to be whatever he
1: Okay. I don't know. You don't know yet?
0: I don't know yet. You know what? It's, it's it's only been five weeks, so he's still, like, developing, you know, his little personality. And, I mean, you know, at this point now, all he does is cry, sleep, and poop and eat. <laughs>
1: And make little sharks. <laughs> yes. Uh, on that note, yeah, I actually did want to like talk about uh, summer and how summer is going um, with you. Uh, there's a lot of points here. Um, first of all, have you gotten away yet? Have you seen the ocean this summer yet?
0: No, I haven't gotten anywhere.
1: All right. Do I hear resentment?
0: <laughs> a little bit.
1: Aw. <laughs> but we,
0: we will be going to the zoo the end of the summer which I've not been to the zoo for... I can't
1: remember the last time I was at the zoo. Really? You?
0: Yeah.
1: Oh, jeez, not that far either. All right, I have a really weird... Several summer things I want to talk about. Now, the whole idea here with the pop-off and Kettle Whistle Radio right now, we're talking, like, stranger things at some point. But I need to... This is some weird things going on. All right, sharks on the East Coast. We're we're heading up to Cape Cod. We went to North Carolina. A lot of great whites... uh, (laughs) <laughs> heading towards the east coast. What are your thoughts on that? I feel like they're taking the water back.
0: There's a guy making his uh, podcast debut, and I love it. Yeah, um, I think that we are doing so much fucked up shit to the environment that we don't know what's going to be happening now. Right. You know what I mean? Like you don't hear about all the things that are happening now 20 years ago or even 10 years ago.
1: (laughs) Right. Okay. Well, this is another summertime topic. Um, Aside from my co-host almost being eaten by a bear, which you'll hear on a previous episode. Poor Sean. Eh, That's another story. But um, okay. This is a weird thing that I have in the summertime and actually all the time. Now that I think about it, um, Mosquito bites. When I get a mosquito bite, okay, I don't know if it's like psychosomatic or not, but if I get a bite, like I have right now, my Achilles tendon, the other Achilles tendon will have a bite too. Now, is that mosquito math? Do they just bump and jump, or is that me developing a new mosquito bite because they bit me on one? And it's always it's always been that way. If I get one on my elbow, there's a a new one on my other elbow.
0: I've never experienced that, so I think that's on you.
1: (laughs) Oh, good. One more thing. Um, And Riptide, folks, not a joke, okay? We were in North Carolina. This is not a joke. Uh, We were out there swimming in Hatteras, as far out as you could possibly go, and um, the tide will take you, and uh, right now it's really bad, too. Don't worry about sharks. The water itself will take you back out, and you you have to swim, again, parallel to the beach and... It will pull you to shore eventually. Don't panic because, again, certified life safety. I am a lifeguard, if you will, if you will will accept that. And you cannot swim again because it will pull you the hell out. You'll be tired, exhausted. And while this happened to us, Misty, and we were... There was like five feet between us, and it just kept growing and growing, and the tide was pulling her out, and um, I just told her, you know, just relax, because it's exhausting. You don't realize you're exhausting yourself, and eventually, yeah, she came to me. We got in, but a beach down, three people almost drowned, and that's a real thing, so this is my PSA to everyone out there trying to swim in the ocean this summer. It's rough right now.
0: (laughs) I love the ocean, and I didn't know that
1: you were a lifeguard. Yeah, certified. Yeah. Well, nice. I, again, I'm I'm half a century old, but in my time, yeah, that that's you know, that was a summer job. <laughs> okay. Now, I do have to ask you because this is a pop off question. Before we get into Stranger Things, how do you feel about R. Kelly versus Jizz Lane and their sentences?
0: I. Okay, R. Kelly got 30 years. What did Jiz Lane get?
1: <laughs> Again, I say Jiz Lane. I know, I never um, say her name. Okay. I can't fuck stand, her. yeah, fuck her. Again, I, I, I swear, plea bargain, you think she... Anyway, are we going get, to get a list of people? Um, no. She true. was 20. She'll she, off herself before that happens. Oh, interesting. Oh, excuse me, she got 20, he got 30. How do you feel? Uh, like, I don't get it. Okay, so...
0: I would like to know more of her backstory because Mm -hmm. like know that R Kelly had, he he was abused as a child. And I feel like that's generally what happens when people are predators like that. They were abused as children. Mm -hmm. So, and again, I'm not saying that it's an excuse, but it's definitely something, you know, that needs to be looked at Yes, and needs to be addressed. So this cycle ends, I agree. Um, jizz lane it, it, it makes me more sick because
1: jizzy she,
0: because, because she's a woman
1: mm-hmm.
0: yeah do you know what i mean like i can't think I, I couldn't imagine as another woman yes luring women in to go through this trauma yes for money. so again yes. i you know was, was she abused again i'm not saying that it's an excuse but it kind of goes along with the cycle
1: Yes, it does. You're correct. Uh, Yeah, in some cases, because I (laughs) I I watch a lot of documentaries, Um, the women. It almost seems like they're more vampiric, in a way. Like they are, it's almost more evil. Because like the guys, the guys are two D. They're two dimensional. They have no soul. The women that are doing this, they know what they're doing, and they're paid to do it. Like, you know, we already know it's coming from an evil place, and then you're dispatched to create evil. So, Jizz Lane, um, I just don't understand. Uh, okay, do you, I think plea bargain? Did that happen? Is she going to give up material?
0: I think that that's probably in the plea bargain, but here's the thing, though. People don't want that coming out. Because mm-hmm. I'm sure that she has like high profile Hollywood names. Exactly. But she probably has a lot of high profile political names. Not just in the United yes. excuse me, not just in the United States, but like around the world.
1: Yes. Agreed. Completely agreed.
0: And when I say political, I'm talking about both sides. I'm not just saying Donald Trump. I'm not just saying Bill Clinton.
1: No, I'm yeah, saying, you don't have to say he, that. Martise, we understand each other. Um, we don't like anyone. <laughs> and we are GDI, goddamn independent. Yes. So, yeah, it's both sides. And I think the Epstein death kind of says it all. I know.
0: Yeah, he definitely didn't kill himself.
1: No. Nah yeah we all we all know the truth all right all right so yeah uh, so yeah summer loving happened so fast all right uh what else is going on with your summer right now anything good i'm gonna change the topic here because we got dark but it's it's out there and i can't it's hard to avoid these things
0: yeah you're right you're right um no nothing really else going on in the summer just working taking care of the babies podcasting good Speaking of podcasting, make sure that everybody goes to uh, the website, electrocast.com and checks out all of the podcasts that are available there.
1: Absolutely, man. Yeah, we got a lot going on. Um, So how do you feel being a mama once again about new mamas that whine, complain about being mamas? I, I don't get to ask this question too often, but I don't get to be a dad. So I'm curious how you feel about like, young mommies that are like oh i can't deal with this i have to babysit oh how do you feel about new mommies and your perspective
0: my perspective is i understand all the sides of it okay like as soon as i sit down at my computer to try and do something work related (laughs) my toddler knows and he comes over and he wants to play (laughs) so it can get frustrating but parenting isn't all you know Sunshine and rainbows. You know, it's it's the hard stuff, and you do like if, if you're going to be a parent, you got to put your, especially as a woman, a year before. You know, your body isn't yours anymore. You know, I, I I have said through all of my pregnancy, I'm like sober living is not for me. I do not like a sober life. <laughs> I want <laughs> some weed. I want to have a beer. <laughs> you, you know, but you do it, and it's worth it. But. <laughs> If you're not going to do it, you need to rethink whether you want to be a parent or not. And that's okay. You know, there are people who don't want to be parents. That's fine. Right. If you don't want kids, don't, you know, don't have them. It's not something that you have to do and you shouldn't feel like you have to do it.
1: That's a really good message because there's undue pressure on women and dudes, whether you like it or not, that yep. you, you you have to be a parent to have a life worth while and i think that's absolute bullshit um you could actually be there for your friends and their kids and
0: absolutely yeah you get to give them back and you don't have to worry about the diapers and the cost (laughs) and the smelly poop
1: no but not just that like but you guys like yourself you need us to be there for you (laughs) right no you're
0: you're absolutely right because we you have to have those friends it can't just be you know all, all your kids all the time. You have to have a good balance.
1: You yes. have to have
0: a balance between work, family, and fun.
1: Yes. Yes. So it's not like every day you're not like, I'll strangle you with my uterus and thank you to the hells of Minecraft. <laughs> you, you don't actually feel that way all the time, right? No, not every day. <laughs> all right, I was, but you do definitely feel it. You was, know? Especially, when, you know, especially when you're trying to get something done
0: or you know, lack of sleep and you're tired and there's just crying and... You know, and then you get these songs that they play over and over and <laughs> over. It's annoying, but you know,
1: <laughs> Baby Shark. Listen, we don't,
0: Baby Shark. I'm okay with <laughs> as I is into this little, it's a, I, it's a Moroccan kid song and it's called Ram Sam Sam and it is so annoying and I'm, I'll make sure that I send it to you. So you, uh, so it's stuck in your head. My dad told me <laughs> a few weeks ago, he said, Martise, he said, I was on the golf course. He said, and all I could sing was that stupid song.
1: <laughs> yeah. Don't give me artillery. Cause I'll probably like 10 years from now, I'll, I'll send it to you. I'll send it back. Um, all right. Let's give one second here for our commercial break, and we'll get back with Martise from the pop-off. And thank you for listening to Kettle Whistle Radio on iHeartRadio Station for all you newcomers. And now, Rising Seas with Hook or Crook. There are things, that dwell here, in the dark, things, best left and seen. With the initial smoke
0: clear from the fall of tomorrow, the blood now flows even thicker, with dwelling in the dark. Eleven stories, all bits of the same mysterious puzzle fitting together with horrific parallels to its predecessor. Get ready for new, truly terrifying tales set in the broken world from the fall of tomorrow. Take a closer look at what's now dwelling in the dark. If you dare. If you dare. Available on Amazon in traditional print and ebook. Get your copy today. Visit www.fairlybuckproductions.com for more info on the author
1: and his work. Okay, I'm here with Martis from the pop-off, and we're talking Stranger Things. Uh, hopefully, well, most of you have seen episode 8 and 9 of, of uh, season 4. If you didn't, Martise, uh, we're going to give spoilers out. What do you think?
0: Yes, absolutely. So if you haven't watched
1: it yet, you might want to stop. Yeah, tur- yeah, exactly. Turn the channel, turn the page, uh, do something else, and come back to us in like uh, two weeks. But yeah, yeah. spoilers, spoiler alert. Uh, yeah. So we're talking about first of all, first off, you're like um, hour episodes versus hour and forty minutes.
0: Right. Um, I, I, I personally didn't like it just because, like, you know, like I said, if I'm binge watching something, I want to watch and then feel like i've accomplished episodes one two three and four instead of just one and two
1: interesting and i grew up with the once a week episode so i'm kind of okay i feel spoiled when i get like six obi-wans in a month um and a a whole season of a show i feel spoiled so that's like a a generation gap right there i guess no um
0: yeah i well i mean you you I'm not that much younger than you.
1: Don't say that, so I, Martise. I, I'm old. You're young and beautiful. Don't don't do that to well, yourself. Well, I mean, I tried.
0: So I grew up with the you know once every week as well. Right. And, you know, if you were lucky, you had a VCR that you could record. I mean, you know, so. But I like being able to. I was so mad that they separated part one and part two hmm. because I forgot about it, and then I got to the end of the first or i got to the end of part one and i was like okay wait what right and then it's like okay so now i had to wait so then as soon as i think it was like june 30th i had to rewatch everything because i wanted to make sure that i was fresh on it because there was a lot going on
1: oh a lot yes
0: okay did you like that they were apart a lot of the season like the two groups
1: um yeah i, I kind of expected it because huh. all right as a writer there's a lot of throwaway characters that just didn't do anything. And uh, even splitting up, like there was a lot of dead weight. And I don't want to say who and what, but. No, um,
0: I, I do. Tell me.
1: Yeah, because I, I, I feel that once again, in Star Wars fashion, they killed off important characters and left dead end characters alive. And I think that sucks. So, and that's another
0: thing, I guess. Uh, Millie Bobby Brown did an interview and she said i don't like that the whole core group lived
1: exactly
0: it i mean it was nice but then also like you killed off eddie eddie was the best part of that season
1: thank you eddie was my uh teen years um basically i i was eddie and and there were so many clones of us (laughs) but Fun character, yes, played D&D, had long hair, heavy metal, and it was, yeah, He's he was invigorating, he was passionate. And I don't feel that passion with the other characters.
0: I, so I don't know if you got the email that I sent you, but Eddie's character was based off of uh, Damien Eccles from the West Memphis Three.
1: Oh, Jesus Christ.
0: So if you don't remember the West Memphis.
1: Oh, yeah, I do. There were
0: three guys accused of killing three boys and it was because they were in this satanic cult. And, you know, the whole. um, Yeah, the whole satanic panic is what they call is, you know, is what they call it. And we know now that just because you have your long hair and listen to Metallica
1: doesn't Mm -hmm. mean you're
0: worshipping Satan.
1: Correct. Yeah, that was done by Joe Berlinger, who actually had Metallica do the soundtrack to the documentary.
0: And, like, what they said was that um, anybody who talked about Damien Eccles said what a nice person he was. And just kind of like they did with Eddie, you know, no, you, you have to get to know him. He's not like that. He wouldn't do that. Correct. So, Correct. But I did, like I said, I loved Eddie. Um, what did you think about the stoner from Cali, which I never remember his name?
1: Oh, um, uh, pretty good another waste of a character kind of like he had a he had a van a job and they got salt from him um funny um not used to the point where like he was more of a beavis and butthead where he could have been pivotal um they he was pivotal when they had to go to his pizza shop for certain ingredients uh which is funny and I love that. I love the van. I thought he was good. He was like the R2-D2-C3PO comedy, um, you know, just, I don't know. He he broke you away from what serious shit was going on, but yeah. I don't think he was used to the point where he could have. Um, he was fun, and you need that in a show like that. So I'll yeah. say yes, I accept him. He was fun, but um, yeah, you know what? Maybe he was balanced pretty well now that I think about it. What do you think?
0: So you want to know what I did yesterday while I was rewatching? Oh no! I called the number that was on the pizza. Uh, van. Of course he did. Because I'm like, there's no way that this is somebody's actual number. It is. So does it? So is it just like a dead number? No. If you call it, you actually hear that guy yeah. answering the. It's just it's a it's a recording. It lasts about a minute.
1: Yeah, but surf surfer boy pizza. Was,
0: yes, it was worth the time <laughs> that I took to to give them a call.
1: Yeah, you need that little... Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what? They needed that soft core uh, thing just to d- uh-huh. deter you from the the absolute isolation. It, it, my God, what is happening? And I really did think that a core character was going to die. Um, I think they should have. And they killed two... I don't want to say peripheral because one is very important and one was a new favorite. And it uh-huh. both deaths were way too easy. Um Okay, do we talk about Kate Bush? Do we talk about this? Do we talk about no, Matt? Yet.
0: Hold, hold, hold on, though, because you, you, you talked about how the stoner from Cali, they yeah. didn't do enough with his character. Go. I don't think that they did enough with Will's character
1: this Uh-huh, season. uh-huh.
0: Also, seriously, like Duffer Brothers... Quit with that haircut on him. He is a cute kid, and that haircut makes him look ridiculous. The actor that plays him actually said, can we get Will a new haircut? And the Duffer brothers said no. All
1: right, listen, I was around in the 80s. Nobody had that haircut by, uh, well, anyway. Um, Winona Ryder, as a mom, would not do that to her kid.
0: (laughs) No, I don't think so either. You're You're absolutely right. Baby crying.
1: Oh, well, introduce him.
0: We're good. So this is Miko. Miko is also making his podcast
1: debut. <laughs> yeah, Martise has okay, her hands full.
0: Hey, you know what? Okay, so Winona Ryder. Yeah. I love her and Hopper. I could have done without the whole Russia thing.
1: Uh-huh. And Murray? I- Murray, Murray is very Spielberg-y. Like a very sp- do- safe Spielbergy yeah. character.
0: I like him. I like him. He's funny. But... <laughs> When, but when I rewatched everything, I pretty much fast forwarded through everything in Russia.
1: Interesting. Because
0: it was
1: just like, nah. Did you, but you didn't place the uh, Game of Thrones guy, the man with no face? No. Oh, you're not a Game of Thrones girl, are you?
0: I am. I am.
1: <gasps> oh, his contact is the man with no face. Game of Thrones. I'm
0: going to have to look that up now.
1: A girl would like to know before she goes to the upside down. You could hear him say it.
0: Okay. Oh, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm going to have to rewatch that. Now, let me ask you a question since we're talking about the split again. Which group did you like better? Did you like Will, Mike, Eleven and Jonathan or Lucas, Dustin, Max, Erica, Nancy, Steve, Robin and Eddie?
1: Everywhere Eddie went, I was in. I- Oh, he was, I did love him because you well, know, you you knew guys like that. Um, I was him, and all my friends were him. It was easy, and it, like just kind of like that guy that you could rely on to like escape. And again, Dungeons and Dragons, huge part of my childhood, um, and then heavy metal. My God, he lived it. One of the best lines ever when he hands, he hands Steve Harrington. His uh, his undercoat from his denim jacket is like little modesty. <laughs> <laughs> so
0: you know what? Let's get into the music real quick. Oh. I know that, yeah. You, you know you got a music podcast. Yeah. What did you think about? I guess the soundtrack.
1: Oh. Oh. Okay. I was. Um... Last night I probably listened to Master of Puppets twice and I listened to Metallica more than I have in the past 10 years. It's a rediscovery of why you fell in love with it. You have to yeah. watch like somebody younger get into it and when I'm sorry when Eddie gets on top of that trailer and, oh. and he puts that guitar on and he's like this is it this is this is the end right here. I'm going to play fucking Master of Puppets. I did not see Master of Puppets happening. But boy, did I feel it. Oh, my God. That was so great. That brought me right back to that day, the first time I heard Master of Puppets.
0: So let me ask you another question, because there has been memes going around that were saying, okay, so Master of Puppets was released March 3rd, 1986. Mm -hmm. Stranger Things 4 takes place during spring break 1986, which is usually mid-March. Okay. So they're saying Eddie had, between his Dungeons of Dragons, school, and dealing drugs, he had two weeks <laughs> to learn the song on um, on the guitar.
1: Yeah, I know guys that did like, that. Oh,
0: no, that's not, that's not feasible. Well, then I had another friend who posted this. She said, a friend of mine stumbled across the debate whether or not Eddie Munson could have actually learned to play Master of Puppets in two weeks. Let me tell y'all, I've basically been married to Eddie Munson for over 20 years. And yes, it's completely possible. Mm-hmm. In fact, since I didn't actually know this is her husband in 1986 I asked him uh if it was possible and he did in fact master master of puppets by ear in two
1: weeks easily um I could drop names right now um Michelle Bowers being one uh one of my writer friends her husband did it yeah in less than a month um I have friends. I, I played guitar, and I went to bass because I wasn't good at it. Uh, I what's so
0: uh, funny is that Michelle Bowser was who I was just reading off of. Shout out, Michelle.
1: There you go. Great writer. Gr- fear. Fiends of the flesh, babies. Michelle Bowser. And she's got tons of stuff out there. She likes her clowns versus mimes. That's some uh, weird shit. Anyway. No, her husband did that. Yeah. But not just her, man. Um when I was a kid and I, I was learning chords, I was not quick. I could not learn chords really good and whatever. So I went to bass. But I had friends that could do anything from Iron Maiden in within a month. Um, Master of Puppets stands out because that's a riff everybody wanted to learn between the ages of 14 and 17 when I in the 80s. And I can sit here and I, I know two guys that did it in a week. In a week. So I don't believe... I can't believe that's even like an argument that's strange yeah somebody ha- some people have a knack for it and they, they
0: really do and that's exactly what I was gonna say I feel like the people who are saying that that's not possible don't know a musician
1: no they don't know and they'd never picked up a guitar and felt strings on their goddamn uncalloused fingers that's what <laughs> i f- that's how i feel um it's hard but dude some people it's like it, it's like butter on bread
0: yeah so you mentioned Kate Bush. Do
1: you
0: know <laughs> that from the time that they released the first episode till the end of June, she made $2.3 million in streaming?
1: You know what? That That's one of my points. I, you know what? God bless her. Because now for you millennials out there and people that didn't listen to radio in the 80s and 90s, Kate Bush was all over the radio on pop radio when that song came out and it was it was there it wasn't huge but it was just there it was like rem there yeah. like you heard it all right it's on the radio again dun, 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 dun. a song that really really doesn't go anywhere it's just really consistent and being a ministry fan um i like that that steady consistent rhythm and this song freaking worked as a soundtrack song more yeah. than it worked as a radio song. Been proven as we speak. Yeah, mm-hmm. two point whatever million she just made. God bless Kate Bush. Hey, go for it, baby. Uh, I'm happy. But uh, what I don't like, what I really don't like, uh, Martise, and this is very personal, are millennials coming up to me and say, hey, have you heard that new Kate Bush song?
0: What the hell? Did, um... Yeah. <laughs> so I'm glad that you brought that up because the director of Thor uh, was doing an interview and he said that they ruined Kate Bush because the, what I know. Yeah. They said that this series ruined Kate Bush because <laughs> these people coming out, they don't really know who she is. Oh and God. He knows who she is. And then people on Reddit were talking about, Hey Metallica, we're sorry that you have all these fake fans now.
1: Fake and I'm like, fans. Right. Wow. Right. Because
0: now they heard master of puppets and, and whoever was, um, doing their reddit basically said we're appreciative of that because now we have a whole new group of people who if they like master of puppets they're gonna like x y and z album and it's like you know music transcends generations and if you've never been introduced to Kate Bush, where you've never been introduced to Metallica, it is new to you. I actually love on TikTok watching. I, I just watched this one guy. He heard Pour Some Sugar on Me for the first time, and they <laughs> do a reaction to it. Yeah. And yeah. I love the excitement that people get with this music that they're just learning about.
1: Yes. I've seen that with um, uh, In the Air Tonight. Uh, there were two little black kids. Uh-huh. little black boys, and they hear it, and they're like, Oh, this is boring, you know, and then the drum kicks in like everybody does the air drums, and they're like, and they're like, Oh shit, <laughs> like the first time they heard music, you know, have you seen yeah, that they, they they these two little black boys they they're like constantly on these um i i guess what you want to call intro to music they've never heard, yeah. um, so I guess we watch the same thing what what were you were you watching that or like young kids or
0: well, this this was an older guy. Well, I'm not okay. older, but he probably like 20s or 30s. But never heard but, of it. Never heard it. Right, right.
1: Interesting. And I
0: love that because that because it, it, it was pour some sugar on me. So of course, you know, I'm I'm standing there and I'm jamming I'm, and I'm watching his reaction, and we're bobbing our head the same exact way. And I, you know, that was that was. I mean, of course, it was one of the biggest strip club songs, but it was also a huge <laughs> bar song. And that song reminds me of going to the bar in my early 20s now granted the song was still older then
1: it was yeah
0: me and my one friend franny anytime that song would come on we would look at each other we'd grab a brand new beer and on the dance floor we would take our bottle shake it up and then we'd spray each other
1: (laughs) so that happened
0: it does happen now there was this one bar in newcastle that every time (laughs) that we did it the owner of the bar he never cared because as soon as it was over, we would go, we would clean up the floor so nobody fell. We did get kicked out of a bar once over in Ohio for doing that.
1: I would think you would. Um, yeah. okay. uh, anyone I know involved?
0: <laughs> no, uh-uh. I don't think you ever... No.
1: That's but funny. Yeah,
0: so it's, you know, great music. I love 80s music.
1: I love that Def Leppard could incite that.
0: <laughs> I know, I know. Um, Winona Ryder.
1: Oh. Because she grew up,
0: uh, you know, in the '80s, and that was, you know, kind of her era. Yes, she would give like little insights, like if they were going to play a song that was set in 1980 when they were in 1983, she'd be like, "No, no, no, this song didn't come out until '85, so you can't play this song here."
1: Good for her, man.
0: I know. Yeah, I, I mean, thought
1: that was so cool. she did date a few of them. Um, uh, Dave Perna uh, from uh, Soul Asylum, who, by the way, Soul Asylum is going to be here in Bethel Park i think next week isn't that weird
0: <laughs> that's actually really freaking
1: cool yeah they're doing a free show here in, in in the park itself hey i gotta take a break for station identification i'll tell you why in a second here but it sounds like you're busy
0: no nope, we're good he okay. just lost his
1: fire. you're gonna have to hold out. hold for a second we'll be right back folks Night from Sprockets, and you're listening to Kettle Whistle Radio. Folks, friends, and fiends, thank you for listening. And iHeartRadio listeners, thank you for listening to Kettle Whistle Radio. We're here simulcast with the pop off's own Martise, the lovely, gorgeous new mommy. Once again, Martise McCree, how are you? And uh, hey, did you survive that commercial? I did. We're good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all right. All right, so we were talking stranger things, and I mean, there's lots of little we're what, what we're, we're 10 years apart, is that correct? About that, yeah, yeah. So we have very different ways of looking at this, and if you compare it to like millennials, they have a, a horrible way of looking at it. Um, i
0: so I'm like part you, millennial just so you're aware
1: i know i know i know i offend I, you quite I, often
0: I, I am right on the cusp so they refer to us as exennials.
1: <laughs> um are you sickened by their points of view because you're intelligent or
0: <laughs> you know some but not really because a lot of the stuff i agree with
1: oh you're one of them but, uh. but
0: but okay, so you tell me exactly what
1: you're talking about, and I'll tell you if I agree or not. Oh uh, no, no, th- just that when they act like Kate Bush is a new band instead of oh, a yeah, person that, from the '80s, that, that, that was amazing. a pop artist, you know. Or right. they act like, or, or when people are redoing Kate Bush and saying this version's so good, you know what? The first version didn't sell. She's making millions now off of you guys. Uh-huh. <laughs> she was not a big hit. She was okay. Um, so- but so what's kind of
0: related to that, remember when Katy Perry did the Super Bowl halftime show?
1: Absolutely, yes.
0: Okay, and Missy Elliott came on, and everybody's like, Oh my goodness, you got to listen to this new artist, Missy Elliott. And I'm like, Bitch, <laughs> Missy Elliott ain't new.
1: No, she pretty much okay, signed like, all those people.
0: <laughs> but I like that they were introduced to the music.
1: Yes, okay.
0: You know, but I'm because Missy Elliott, I mean, she is one of my all time favorites.
1: Good point, Martis. Very good point, because I'm happy that kids are discovering Master of Puppets, the song right now. So I can't. I'm happy for. Hey, Kate Bush, we said two point something million dollars now in retrospect in a song that was just mediocre in the 80s. I just don't like when people say that it's new. Um, I don't want to hear Master of Puppets. Oh, that new Metallica song. I never want to hear that. Uh, it's their third record. And it's from like, my God. Uh, whatever go back to ride light and kill them all we'll talk later but just don't talk like you know the whole catalog because you heard eddie play master of puppets pivotal moment oh my god i the hair on the back of my neck stood up yeah but don't tell me it's new right right that's all that's my only argument against millennials that's it um
0: so what did you think of what was your what was your take on the whole season? Did you like this one better than the last three?
1: Um, Martise, I went into the season not wanting to watch it because I was out. I, I didn't care anymore. Um, I was into... Because it was
0: three years later. Yep. Three years. Yep. Three
1: years. Yep. Yep. Walking Dead, same thing. Still won't watch the end. I don't care. Um, but I, I will say this. The, the show is that good. It pulled me right back in. Yeah.
0: I will say this was probably one of my favorite seasons, and maybe it was because of the the metal music, you know what I mean, and thinking back, like going, oh my goodness, I remember when, you know, when people were scared of, you know, oh my goodness, listen to this music and it's going to make you, you know, go kill animals.
1: Dun, 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 dun. Exactly, yeah. yeah, I mean, no, it's not going to actually do that to you, as a matter of fact, it'll deter you from killing anything because you're too busy uh, beating each other up. Yeah. um yeah True. or learning to fucking play guitar you know like it, yeah. it Metallica was way different than the your usual punk style now it, it, if you go back to kill 'em all and i recommend any newcomers listening to this right now go back and listen to kill 'em all and see where it came from with dave mustaine in the bill and where punk rock and metal blended and listen to jump in the fire cuz that to me should have been the tune instead of uh, well you know what they picked the right tune, <laughs> but "Jump in the Fire" would have been a great one. <laughs> That's one of my favorites. You're
0: right; that that would have
1: been. You know it. I I, I forget how much of a metalhead you actually are.
0: I know, I, especially like '80s. Like I have a whole playlist in my phone of all
1: '80s hair bands. <laughs> yeah, hair bands. Okay, I'm gonna say this real quick, and I'll do I I'll do it on my show too. But hair bands. I yeah, I'm guilty. Uh, great. If you're in a bar drinking beer, what a great time! Uh, hair bands. If you bought the cassette back then, two songs and a ballad, and then throw it away. Uh, hate to say that, but that was most of them. Not the good ones. There are a lot of good ones. Uh, L.A. Guns, great one. Every song is incredible. Guns and Roses. I don't. They're not a hair band. They destroyed. I said this before on my show. Guns and Roses destroyed glam before Nirvana. So really? that being said, yeah.
0: Yeah, you know what? I guess you're right because they didn't. Well, I mean, Axel Rose did wear a little bit of makeup, so he was a little glam.
1: They were, but they were mocking it. They were, they were dirty. <laughs> they were dirty. They weren't pretty. <laughs> but anyway, so that's that's my bit. All right. So back to Stranger Things. It, it, hey, audience, you just heard the gap between me and Marte. <laughs> we don't agree on that one. Um, all right. So who's your favorite character?
0: Uh, my favorite character was Eddie, of course. Before Eddie, because uh, he's
1: somewhat new. I, but, but
0: he's also so likable. You know, like his smile. Like, I just love that.
1: <laughs> this is music. <laughs> right. Right. Robin's like, you got me. This is music. That was so MTV. This is the news. You know, it was so perfect. So perfect. So before Eddie, come on. No females? You didn't like?
0: I mean, I love Robin.
1: Yeah. Hold on one second. Uh oh. Okay. Trouble on the front. I agree. I agree.
0: What? You don't like Eddie?
1: Give her hell! Give her hell! Okay, hold on one second. <laughs> Let me grab. I'm enjoying this. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay. Um I love Robin. That was great. What? The the podcast entry. Oh, yeah. Um I
0: love Robin. I love Nancy. And I I also like the two of them together. I liked when they, you know, went into the asylum. Okay. You know, I I, I I thought that they were a good combination, but I mean everybody else I liked everybody else. Just there was there's not really a um, one that I really passionate about. Like I said, other than Eddie, which I'm sure that everybody feels that way.
1: I guess. Hey, he, well, someone had to go a eh, little yeah. little too soon for him. Um, I would have. Uh, I would have honestly. Said that the guy with him in that scene could have and Dustin. Eddie. He, I didn't want to say Dustin, but sure. Um, okay. But I think Dustin at the end has to do his little song with his internet girlfriend.
0: I know. Okay. So let's talk about the ending. What did you think about
1: it? Well, I want to ask you about Vecna. Is he, was he the Demogorgon, uh, the Demogorgon, or like, does the, does the Upside Down Assimilate evil or produce it Like I'm confused with that
0: So from what I understand That's what season 5 is going to be about Okay It's going to be about kind of the Background of um, The Upside Down and the background of Vecna because you figure Vecna was just thrown Into the Upside Down yeah. And that's what created him Well created you know him as Beckna, not Henry or one anymore. So was I liked how I liked how they tied her childhood and being in uh, Eleven's childhood and being in the um, being in the I guess you would call it a hospital, right? Um, and then connected that to what was going on now. Okay. Now another rumor about uh, season five is that. Eight is supposed to come back. Do you remember Eight from one of the earlier seasons? Remember when she went to New York? Yes. Okay, so supposedly Eight is supposed to come back and she helps defeat Vecna. But my question is okay, so if season five is supposed to be like a prequel, how are they going to have Eight there? And Mm. if they do have Eight there, how are they going to do the other characters? Because by this by the time that that season five comes out, they'll be in college.
1: Yeah, well, they're going to come back as adults, I guess, and defeat it like it.
0: Okay, I think? see a lot of similarities between Stranger Things and It. Well, and
1: yeah, tons, tons.
0: Remember um, Winona Ryder's boyfriend, the dorky one that worked at Radio Shack?
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: I can't. Why can't I think of his name?
1: That that was me.
0: Okay, so he talked about how he was from Maine.
1: Oh, and how
0: um there was like strange stuff that went on in his in his hometown. So they think that that was kind of like a little hint at it.
1: <laughs> well, considering Mike was in it, I know. Yeah. Um well, I mean, that's the whole idea. Uh, it's a, it's a Spielbergian uh, Goonies Stand by Me meets It show. And it brings it all together, and they got the music going on, which is great. I'm glad they incorporated. They paid for the music to be played. I like right. that instead of the generic bullshit. You got Master of Puppets. You got Kate Bush. There's so much stuff. Like there should be a Stranger Things soundtrack released on vinyl. I guess there is. But I would, uh,
0: you know what? I was actually going to check and see if there was a Spotify playlist, and I forgot to do that yesterday. Of course but I there is. Be surprised
1: there was. Of course there is. So uh, I'm curious about Vecna. Is he like the Colin Robinson of the upside down? Like, I don't know if you watch like what we do in the shadows, like is Vecna like, just kind of like the peon, like, like he fell through and they're like, yeah, let's use him and spit him out. Like, like, is he a useless, they used him or whatever it is on the upside down used him. But is there still like something else there that is using people or do they have to have a person to personify the creature? I, I'm so confused. The
0: way, the, the way that I took it was that he used the upside down. He because used when it. he when he was talking about how when he would kill as a kid, he would get more powerful. Ah. So I think that once he got into the upside down, he became more powerful because he had the ability and the strength to kill more.
1: So Henry Creel, who was, I guess, just an evil human being. Yes. And yet very likable as a a character. If you're a kid, you would look up to him, you know, and that's the idea. What a creepy freaking actor. That guy can never do anything else. He has to be typecasted.
0: And you know what? If you if you look up pictures of him,
1: he he doesn't look a lot like like
0: like they made him look creepy. And he's actually pretty good looking. (laughs)
1: <laughs> well all right he has to be alluring a vampire always has to be uh, oh, all right yeah, absolutely. so brenner so papa brenner uh matthew bodine um again spoilers folks um dead gone we're gonna see him in flashbacks i guess
0: probably uh, you know what because if they're gonna do a prequel i wonder if they'll talk about um you know the hospital because if they do then, of course, you know, he, he could come back.
1: Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So uh, what we gather is Brenner, Matthew Bodine, Papa, suppressed Henry with a device to hold back his power. Am I correct? If that's in th- what
0: was in his neck, correct?
1: I, I, I'm thinking that. Yeah. Okay. So he suppressed him. And then when Papa died, I, I like... I'm confused as to who lost power there.
0: <laughs> okay, so so th- so this is how I took it. Okay, when he was trying to help Eleven escape, and he, and he said, "I can't go with you because I have this thing in my neck." And right. And tracked when she took it out. That's when I think his powers got
1: restored. Oh. Okay, because Eleven sent zero zero one to the Upside Down, which right. kind of, in a way, like. Like all Jedi, Star Wars, all that bullshit, it started the whole thing. Good yep. presented evil, and um,
0: and that's why he thanked her.
1: Interesting, interesting. Yeah. All yes. right, I have a heavy question for you, because um, you're younger. Um, I have, okay. So we're gonna get okay. We've done spoilers. So Max, um, we'll go. Let's go to her, her, her brother first, Billy. Um, Billy, I feel. Um, I feel like his soul was saved in the end, and he, when he was when his guts were sucked out of his system, um, that when he died, I don't he was assimilated physically, but I feel like he was saved. His soul was saved. Now this is a spiritual thing; depends on how you look at things. Max, what a horrible, horrible fate! Um, again, escaped, escaped, running to Cape Bush, a triumphant song become became a um a lament if you will later on i I, i'm very upset that they turned that around the way it did way the way they did and um she had this horrible fate now do you feel like her and her brother like was is her soul free or is he sucking their souls too
0: um I would say that he's sucking their souls because that's how he probably gets all of the information and everything that's in their head. Yeah. But. But. Remember at the end, she's in the hospital. So remember when Lucas, who, by the way. Yeah. Lucas is 20 years old. Yes. And it made me feel a lot better because he's really cute. Okay.
1: He's a good boy. He's a good boy. I, I liked him. So he reminds um, me of one of my best friends back home. Yeah.
0: So, what they're saying is that Eleven could possibly have um, the powers to bring people back to life. Because if that's what she did, because that might have been what she did with Max.
1: Oh, shit. You're going all Anakin on me right now. Hold on a second. Okay. Okay. Because
0: because this is also more rumors about season five.
1: I'll listen to you with this, but nobody else.
0: To bring people back to life then Vecna may also have the power to bring people back to life.
1: Huh.
0: If he does,
1: huh.
0: he may bring back Eddie. And they said that if he brings back Eddie, Eddie would be um, Kai I... from, from from Dungeons and Dragons. It's, it's basically a, a vampire who fights with a sword and a shield. Interesting. Which is what he was doing.
1: I'm well versed in D&D, uh being a, been a DM for more than 30 years. Um you, uh, you and Star Wars, again, I have to bring it back. You uh you uh you you, you, you diminish um the importance of life by constantly bringing people back. I yeah. I I I don't I love Eddie. I don't want to see him come back. I love Max, but the, the point is that you feel what you feel when they're gone. When they right. come back, it's like, oh, well, all right. Well, watching Hasbro, G.I. Joe cartoon again. I, I can't do that. Like, I prefer them just being gone. Um, but that's just me. That's me. Um, yes.
0: So supposedly, my, my fault, like I said, Cass, which is a human vampire, and they said that he could come back as Vecna's right-hand man.
1: Huh, 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 fuck, <laughs> wow, yeah, you, you went, uh, right turn, right there, um, okay, uh, how do you feel about that, though, exactly, I feel that way too, kid, so
0: I guess, okay, so I would like it, hold on,
1: <laughs> yeah, he's saying everything I feel, rock,
0: hold on, let me get him wrapped up, that's
1: fine, he's my new co-host, We can edit this out. Yeah, no. I'm hiring him. (laughs) Good point of view. Dead is dead. (laughs) Do you need need a break? No, I'm good. I would like
0: for him to come back.
1: You love Eddie. You love love him more than I do.
0: I do. But I don't want him to be bad. But I do think that they could possibly, you know, like play it out as well if
1: depends on you know who's going to be there that somebody could turn him
0: back to the good side hmm that would be dustin yes yeah i love his and dustin's
1: friendship yes um i said something on facebook and i mean it um when someone like eddie dies they um they actually um portrayed that perfectly um i've witnessed the death of Eddie's uh through the years um friends of mine and uh they always go unsung very unsung and when Uh. Dustin does his thing yeah what kids don't understand and I say kids under 40 there was no phone there was no iPhones internet Twitter you didn't know when somebody died you found out and um he was unsung uh like they don't even like have a tribute just dustin talking to his uncle and oh, yeah. and i i got news for your crew that's exactly how it would go uh it would yeah. go that way they'd find out later oh eddie died oh well and then move on with their lives because he would be just like one of those guys like oh he was troubled he played D and listened to heavy metal you know and just buried and that that's it so many guys went that way and um so it was very realistic when he went and the way he went. uh It was v- I felt it and I don't want him to come back. I think it should go the realistically how he went. Uh, but that's how I feel. Of course, I want more Eddie. But meh. I I like what he said with Steve. Um Steve Harrington. <laughs> did you catch that um, that moment where he had more hair in his chest than he did the season before? <laughs> No. Well, Max picks up the binoculars, but um, no. They'll somebody says it. I think Dustin. Somebody says like, "Oh, he got all hairy," and he's like smooth as a freaking le- oh, weasel. I do remember
0: that. Yeah, like know. he has. Ze- I, I didn't pay attention
1: to look. I'll have yeah, to do that. he has no hair. I'm Italian. Here we got hair on our chest, but like zero hair. And like a season later, I think that was an inside joke. Because Steve Harrington, the actor, is like 32, I think.
0: Oh, my God. I didn't realize that.
1: Right, right, right. Yeah, funny, funny. All right, hey, this was fun. A good romp. Oh, hold on a second, Wait, one last thing. One last thing. Oh, you got oh, more. This theory that I read. Okay, because oh, we please. talked about how... Go on.
0: series number eight could come back to fight Vecna. Go on. What they think happened. Remember in episode one when they were playing... Um, when Hellfire was together and they were doing the, dun- uh, the Dungeons and Dragons battle. Absolutely. Okay. And Dustin didn't roll the winning roll. Oh. But Erika needed a 20. Okay. Oh. And when they got that 20, that's when they killed the big... Um,
1: Demogorgon. Well, okay. Yeah.
0: So what they're saying is... Um, so 20 needed to kill Vecna. Roll a 20 to kill Vecna. So with 11 and then 8, 11 plus 8 equals 20. So they think that the whole, Dungeon, the whole Dungeons and Dragons game was kind of foreshadowing how it was going to work.
1: And that is true. There's truth to that. Um, you're yeah. doing monster math right now, which I find e- extremely exceptional for, <laughs> for uh, someone that probably never played d d um, No, I didn't. I didn't. Did you, did you play d d No, I didn't. Oh, honey. (laughs) Someday. I'll bring you guys over, man. Uh, Trust me. uh, I'll put Eddie to shame. Anyway, but respectfully. Right. Yeah. So, interesting. So, you... Wow. So, there's some math with with the the actual dice? Yeah. Yeah. So, I thought
0: that that was kind of interesting. I love when people think ahead Yeah. Everything and all the little minute details that they put together for a show. I love
1: that. It's important. Um what's it really is what's great about that is when you do it and um and I do write, you go back and you re like I never reread or re watch anything I do or re listen, but if I do, you get those little Easter eggs like oh shit. Like I did that for me or someone I know and they might have yeah. gotten it, you know? It like little yeah. The definition of Easter eggs.
0: That's why I love rewatching and rereading. Now I will say they did leave a lot because we're ending right because we're ending. They let the ending of the show left a lot of questions. Mm-hmm. Like, is Nancy with Steve or is she with <laughs> Jonathan? They never answered that.
1: Who would you prefer?
0: Ah, uh, I don't know.
1: I don't like Nancy. I, I don't care for her. Really? Oh, I like Nancy. I i mean, she's just kind of, well, all right. You know what? I lived the 80s. I don't want to live it again. So when I see these people, I'm like, all right, I get it. Yeah. But yeah, I don't. Yeah. So Nancy, she's cool, but she's like every girl that turned down Eddie Munson. And then in retrospect said, I used to like you. Eh, fuck you. I'm just over it. All right. So you prefer that she's with. I
0: don't have an answer for that. You I just really... want to know who she's up with because I do like them both.
1: That's. Oh, Martise. Come on. If you had to. Come on. If, okay.
0: if I had to after watching season five, I would probably say Steve just because they were together so <laughs> much, so much more.
1: Yeah. There's more passion but there. I love, but I love the relationship
0: that her and Jonathan have as the writer and the photographer.
1: Interesting, interesting. You know? Oh, boy. So, I, but I,
0: I, I'm excited to see what they're going to do next, because they're not going to stop.
1: I think she's going to die, and she won't get either one.
0: Okay. I mean, that would work, too.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When you can't, yeah. when you, when you personally can't pick which one, the writers can't either. So, they'll, they'll right. kill her off and uh, right. say, we're not going to do this.
0: Yeah. But, yeah, so I'm excited to see, what, you know, what's what's to come.
1: Uh, what is your foreseeable death outside of, well, that one that I gave, but who do you see dying? (sighs) Give me two. Give me two.
0: I see Mike dying. Yep. Just because of the relationship between him and Eleven, and I feel like if he does die, that would give her, like, more fuel. Right. The fight. Right. But, um... I don't want Will to die because they haven't done enough with his character.
1: Not enough. No. Yeah, he's got something hiding um, that's going to be very powerful, I think. Uh, I say Mike. um, They're not going to kill another girl. It'll be Mike. uh, Who else? Um, I think the older brother will die for his brother.
0: Jonathan. Okay. Oh, you know what? I can see that. Yeah. I can see
1: that. Yeah. Yeah, because that little...
0: has, has no cho- has no other choice but
1: to stay with Steve. Exactly, and back. what we haven't talked about uh, when 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 he looks in the rearview mirror at his brother with Mike, and he sees like uh, Will's pain, we'll say. Yeah. Um, I felt right there is the premonition that he is going to sacrifice himself for his brother. See,
0: and that's the thing; they didn't go into that enough. They really didn't. Like, like he had. Okay, so. What it could look like is that oh, Will is in love with Mike, and mm. I don't feel that because I feel like that's too on the nose. That's right. too like open and done, you know. But there's going to be something. But I, like I said, they didn't do enough with Will's character.
1: Correct. Um, I feel like now, as when I was a young man, you've been in that situation many, many times, and you mix it up: D and D, toys, sports, girls. Um, and you do kind of figure out sometimes when a dude is like, all right, he just wants to hang out with me. Um, it does happen and it's kind of a difficult situation for a young man to figure out. And I think that as uh, Netflix, they tested the waters to see what people would think and how they would handle that possible situation. What do you think about that? I think that's, I think that's a
0: definite possibility.
1: Yeah, they were but testing it. Like
0: like, there are a lot of people who, if you don't have a lot of friends, mm-hmm. um, your best friend is like...
1: I yeah, lifelight.
0: Right, but okay, this is, this is going to sound kind of cheesy. Your
1: From soulmate, you? No. no. I don't
0: believe that your soulmate is necessarily your partner. You mm-hmm. know, I think that friends can be soulmates.
1: You know what I mean? Of course.
0: So I think that that that, that for Will and Mike, that was them. And so maybe it wasn't like, oh, I'm in love with him, but oh I am losing my friend. I'm losing my soulmate. Right. You know. Or especially especially at that age, like if you don't know what what to do in that situation. Right. You know, or or how to handle not getting all of this person's attention and and things not being, you know, how they used to be.
1: Right. Oh, my God. It's so much more complicated than girl and guy like that you can figure out. But a boy, you know, also, too, we don't know. Maybe he's in love with Eleven. That's far reaching. (laughs) He's jealous of Mike. I don't think so. Um, When he's crying with his head against the window, I'm like, oh, no, no, no. He's feeling something else there. Um, And if the directors take us a different way, then they were deterred from going the causeway that they were going to. Yeah. I think. So I think, yeah, Netflix was testing the water on kids going through that, which is kind of important now. It is. I can't imagine. It's, it was never like part of my life, but yeah, I've had friends. Oh my God. Before I was 15 that, yeah, we, we knew they were gay and it was okay. Um, you know, it, it whatever kick the soccer ball we're still playing sports we're having right. fun we're going out you know you don't like girls who cares we like the same toys and cartoons who cares yeah. who cares but it's not really that hasn't been addressed until maybe just now yeah what do you think was i don't watch cw um has this been addressed in other other media with kids dealing with their possible alternative lifestyles i
0: think now it's a a lot more common especially because now you have so many reality shows uh, with you know um transgender kids and you know things like that so i think that it was for the 80s it would have definitely been new territory yeah and also i mean don't forget robin's gay too
1: Right, yeah, yeah, but she that that was not a problem. Isn't that interesting how that was not, how that went, like, because she's friends with Steve, it's okay. You know, but this guy... You know what
0: it is? It's because she's a, a woman. Right. And because when it comes to, you know, um, sexuality, it's much more accepting for a woman to be lesbian or bi than it is for a guy.
1: And for guys to accept it. Right. Yes. Yes. Oh,
0: yes. It's a lot easier for for a guy to say like, oh, there's two girls kissing on screen. Okay, whatever. But if it's two guys, they're kind of like, oh, I don't want to see that. And it's like, you know,
1: (laughs) it ain't that big a deal. Yeah. (laughs) Turn the page. Um, And you do know that Robin is the daughter of Ethan Hawke.
0: Yes. She looks just like Ethan and Uma.
1: Both of them combined together. She she's fun. She's fun to watch. I,
0: I know. I really like her. I her,
1: really like her. Her and Steve were like yes.
0: They're a great combination, and I love that. Well, I love their friendship.
1: Yes, the womanizer is best friends with a lesbian. Yeah. <laughs> You didn't get that in the 80s, folks. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, here's something funny. I'm going to say this to you because I can only say this to you. In the 80s, okay, slasher films, the people that died first were black guys and long-haired white guys. Now, if you smoked pot or had sex, you were dead. dead. Now, if you were a black, long-haired guy, Smoking weed and had sex, you were done in like a minute. <laughs> but you know who? Do you know who turned that tide? No, oh, yes, you do. LL Cool J, he survived three horror movies in a row in the 90s and broke the freaking mold.
0: Okay, yeah, what movies? Why don't I remember them? Well,
1: stupid Halloween, I don't want to say H2O, but um, uh, yeah, da da da, the shark movie, uh, please. Deep blue sea. Uh, he gives his okay. little omelet statement, um, and a third one. But yeah, yeah, yeah. They they stop killing black guys, but long haired white guys. Oh, dude, you are dog food. <laughs> don't
0: forget. Don't forget also the girl with the big boobs, the girl that will show her boobs on on screen. She was always killed off. TV. Yes,
1: and there were usually two. Um, now, I'm gonna yeah, I'm gonna plug myself right now. Uh, Patrick Ray who I just interviewed, director, horror movie director, great guy. Um, all his lead characters are female. There could be three, four, five all-female. Males, eh, they're in the films, but they're not as important as the women. Strong-ass freaking women. Arbor Demon, Nailbiter, uh, They Wait for Us in the Dark, uh, just interviewed again. We talked about that film. Um, But he comes from a strong background with strong women. And again, I'm Italian. You're Italian. You you have these women in your family. And he fed off that and wrote them into his scripts. Now, there's no final girl. I'm tired of final girl. I hate that term. Like, oh, good. We know which one she... Oh, the high-billing actress will survive at the end. Boo. No, he has final girls. All right? There could be three. You don't know which one's going to make it. And that's film. Yeah That's film Patrick Ray okay. On the next Keto Wizard radio Pop yeah. off What do you got Going on Martise
0: um, So I got a lot Of stuff going on I am going to be Interviewing uh, Very soon A Waxer
1: <laughs> Brazilian Yes What? I I was joking.
0: She she has a TikTok page. I reached out to her because she would put like funny stuff like that, you know, like the people would say when they were getting waxed.
1: (laughs) Can you get sound plugs? Can you get sound bites like of the rip? (laughs) Please.
0: Listen, it is not like how TV shows it. I know. It ain't that bad. It's always boring. Listen, I have been waxing my face since I was probably about 13.
1: You don't have to do that okay wow. you don't wow, wow, what What? you don't have to yeah, do I that know.
0: I, I know you're gonna be like no marty you don't have a mustache i know because i waxed that shit
1: <laughs> okay you said it not me
0: i yep my, my my sister from the time that i was like i said an early teenager she started doing it for me because you know she knew
1: mm-hmm. interesting yeah you're bold <laughs> uh, I,
0: well, you know I do what I can. <laughs> yeah,
1: you do. All right, so uh upcoming shows, nothing to uh promote? Bra- uh, Brazilian Brazilian my, wax um, sound effects?
0: My uh well I do want to promote uh the radio station, uh Hot 95. I'm on the Hot Mess morning show yes. from 6 to 10 and you can find all of our radio stations at com. We have a pop station a urban station a, a um, an R&B station Christian station rock station we just we have a new one too it's called Spin 95 it is a um, old school hip hop and R&B nice like like 90s and early 2000s oh yeah it's amazing oh. so check out all of the uh, all of our radio stations at autolist.com. and of course my social media Instagram and Twitter at martise m
1: all right as always, folks, I'm at fairly dark. I'm getting more progressive with that goddamn Twitter because Facebook wants to get rid of me. But yeah, Facebook, if you want, if you're into Facebook, go to Kettle Whistle Radio on Facebook and Twitter again at fairly dark. Instagram, kettle.whistle.radio on Instagram. And hey, burningbulbpublishing.com for all your horror needs. And guys, girls, if you like horror, please, dwelling in the dark. I'm telling you, 11 short stories of horror. I'm pitching it to actual directors these days and um, getting some, yeah, I'm getting some attention. Uh, so I have to recommend if you like short stories, Dwelling in the Dark, it's on burningbulbpublishing.com on Amazon. The Fall of Tomorrow. If you like Stranger Things, I was ahead of the game about 12 years ago. So Fall of Tomorrow. By David J. Fairhead if you're interested thanks for listening iHeartRadio fans thank you for listening we're on Spotify Stitcher and Martise where are you you're everywhere right Stitcher everywhere, and
0: wherever you listen to podcasts
1: alright and uh, hey thanks for listening we love you and Society 13 man hit us up <coughs>
0: sex, 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 politics,
1: Politics, art, and overall overall bad bad ass. ass. This This is is Society Society 13 13. Redefining Podcasting. Electrocast transform your influence. Electrocast. Introducing the Deep Leadership Podcast